We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At, at the time, and maybe maybe just a little bit, even looking back now, it was like, why the hell is Joey Porter on the field right now? It's January 2016, Steelers at Bengals. This is Remember That Game, the podcast about sporting events that take you on a journey and maybe chart the path of the zeitgeist. I'm your host, Thomas Emmerich, and my guest is Justin Edwards. Senior analyst at 4 for 4 Fantasy Football and Data for Pro Football Focus. And a Cincinnatian. For anyone who says this show is just some sick game, well, here's another data point. So, Carson Palmer's knee, Andy Dalton's thumb, and now Joe Burrow's wrist. Which one felt like the biggest gut punch? It hasn't been too long with the, with the most recent one, but the Andy Dalton thumb was really, really something brutal. That team did feel like it was Super Bowl bound or at least deep playoff bound. So having him break his thumb, pretty miserable. In each case, right before the young quarterback's salary cap allocation makes the jump for future seasons, different contract structures, but in each instance, you lose that team building edge as the quarterback gets injured. So by this 2015 wild card here between the Steelers and Bengals, Bengals are three-point home dogs with A.J. McCarron starting over the injured Andy Dalton. Were you resigned going into this about the Bengals and that championship window, or were you more just, I don't care about the big picture right now, please just take out the Steelers? <laughs> I, I think at this point in my fandom, I, this, this rivalry was so heated at this point, I think I was more concerned with um, just ruining the Steelers' day. Dalton was maybe able to come back at some point in the postseason, but that was still up in the air too. They had been talking about that since it happened in the regular season matchup. So kind of resigned to a mostly lost season, and it, it would have felt really good to just ruin Pittsburgh's uh, <laughs> hopes of continuing this, in this playoff run, I think. Yeah, what was it like on the ground in Cincinnati with the ripples from this heated rivalry flowing down the Ohio River? For the 10-year anniversary of the Kimo Von Olhoffen hit on Carson Palmer in the wild card. Oh, yeah. The the animosity was was real. Um, especially at that point, even in in my adulthood, I was probably a little more of a a fan of the laundry than I am now. But it was definitely, a, yeah, after the Kimo Palmer tackle, you know, the, 
the perfect passer rating Carson Palmer <laughs> playoff game when he went one for one before getting sacked. Yeah, we it was pretty it was pretty hyphy going into this game. We were looking forward to trying to take the take the big brother out with a backup quarterback, and it, it didn't look good for almost this entire game. In 2015, the Bengals it started eight and zero. Andy Dalton injures his thumb interception return tackle against the Steelers. At that point, he was fourth in PFF quarterback grades. And to front porch this further, in the regular season, virtually every pregame warmup, every tackle, every shove could turn into an extracurricular tussle between these teams. Each hit scrutinized by both squads, whether it pushed the envelope into dirty. These teams had their gripes. As a Bengals fan, would you assert this was actually the most tense rivalry, if not the most mutually destructive of the 2010s. You'd have to say, I mean, you'd have to think so. I don't know who could even come close to this. There were a number of just unhinged personalities on both sides of the ball. Um, that was difficult. I'm sure for even the Steelers fan base where you're like, I can only get so mad about <laughs> what the opposition's doing because we have so many players that are just, not playing um, the most positive brand of football, maybe is the best way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was wild. And we have infractions that are on third and 18, starting whole new drives. We've got um, infractions that keep the game longer than it needs to be on both sides of the ball. Um, we're both teams are losing entire drives, giving up points because they just can't can't reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they'd be chirping at each other in the media. They they didn't take kindly to Steelers didn't to uh, Le'Veon Bell's injury. I think the year prior, Reggie Nelson uh, he was injured on a Reg, Reggie Nelson tackle, and Bell missed their missed their playoff game. This year, Bell missed the remainder of the season as he was tackled as. Vontae's perfect came in from behind sort of, I guess what they're calling a, a hip drop after the, the Mark Andrews play the other night, but right. the, no, no Le'Veon Bell in this game. Obviously you have Carson Palmer getting hit low by Kimo Von Olhoffen. I, I, as I recall, that was not a penalty then, but you can't do that now. I don't think uh, it was. Um, so a lot of things, yeah, that were legal at the time you, you'll see in this, this rivalry over that like 10 year span or so. That is not legal anymore. It was also, for some reason, the Steelers thought it was just like open season on the Bengals punter. Like <laughs> they, they broke his jaw, I think, with the season prior. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you have That's Antonio right, Brown yeah. just like jumped, like karate kicked him in the face. Um, <laughs> all sorts of wild stuff. But for Bengals, the most brutal one this season here, Andy Dalton breaking that thumb December 15th. How annoying was it that this just happened these injuries just happen to come against the Steelers and a feeling of something has been kind of taken away from you as far as what 2015 could have been. Being the little brother team of the AFC, the entire AFC, honestly, for decades, truly decades. We, and then having our one shot get dismantled with Palmer getting rolled over on, as you said, it was a, it was not flagged. It wasn't necessarily a dirty play. Um, but that was our time to shine and then to have it taken away one play into the game. And then for so long, we were waiting for that other chance. And then 2015 rolls along and it's 
we're the, we feel like the cream of the crop of the league. We feel like it, at least a top three team, if not if not the best team in the league. And maybe putting that all, all on Andy Dalton, who is thought of now as a kind of a mediocre quarterback, seems seems silly in hindsight, but he was performing at the at peak Dalton back then. And he was, you know, as you said, he was in the argument for, for MVP votes, which seems insane looking back now. But yeah, having it having it kind of stolen away felt felt bad. But the fact that it was stolen away, not stolen away, it was kind of a freak. It was a freak injury. But back then, it felt like the Steelers had stolen away our season once again. <laughs> it was a little hard to a little hard to to swallow. Championship window cruelly shut. Or 2005, 2015. Hopefully not 2023. Um, even though Burrow's out the rest of the season now, contract goes back up to 29 mil next year. And then the following year is what's up around 50 million. Like they could still yeah. make it work from a team, but you're losing a big team building edge year. Hopefully this is another case uh, where Andy Dalton's didn't go, was never going to be as big of a share of the cap as Joe Burrow, but it was, he did on a second deal, get like what was the new QB middle-class contract and was going to see around 10% of the cap as opposed to the, the first year, few years on a second round rookie deal, which was like a one percent of the cap, um, but <laughs> th- th- yeah, and 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 this team was. It seemed like they had no real major weaknesses. This landscape in 2015, that Broncos team, you know, all time great defense, but many feel one of the weaker. Maybe this was a more open field. Did did that sting as that uh, progressed and seeing the rest of the AFC that season? Yeah, I mean, it was just one more thing added to the the unlikely road of the Bengals team who had lost at this point one, two, three, four, five, six, six straight <laughs> wild card games. And like now we actually have a chance to kind of sneak on through here. Um, that was the pa- that was the Panthers year, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not the biggest powerhouse of Super Bowl Super Bowls going on that year. Um, yeah, it kind of just adds adds more salt to the wound of what could have been. Um, was this Bengals team better than you know bigger powerhouses, the Patriots at their at their prime? Um, there were probably even better versions of this Steelers team that were probably leaves and bounds better than this 2015 Bengals team. But yeah, could it could have been a nice little road here, get to the Super Bowl if if we had a quarterback or. I mean, McCarron wasn't that bad either. I think in his final three games, he threw a couple interceptions in his spot, his little um, relief duty. But I don't know if he threw another interception the rest of the regular season, unless I'm misremembering. But it it still could have happened, um, if not for a bit of a, <laughs> a fluky ending to the last game of the season. In 2015, you have Peyton Manning really falling off the cliff physically at that point in his career. They're, they're able to get across the finish line. Uh, also in the AFC, you have the Patriots, who I think lost like four of their final six. That was the year they were with, without Skarnakia. And then as soon as it ended, Bill Parcells called Skarnakia up and his hair off into lines a mess. Right, uh, you back here. Back. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that, that, was, that was a weak Patriots uh, team. They usually have a lot more offensive line continuity than that. The years Brady hasn't had it. The big ones are 2015, 2019, 
and 2022. Great quarterbacks, even better with a quality, high continuity offensive line, as we as we like to point out. But in this game, you have two offensive lines, Bengals and Steelers, that kind of the paragons of continuity on that part of the decade of the 2010s. Steelers would continue that with uh, you know Villanueva, Foster, Pouncey, uh, DeCastro, Gilbert. Whereas Cincy up until this year, and then it kind of fell apart after, was a, a good unit there as well. Um, you do your O-line rankings and matchups to exploit each week for 4 for 4 fantasy football. H- how do you evaluate the matchup from a fan- fantasy perspective for, for this one here in the 2015 wildcard between the Steelers and Bengals? I mean, these are two very impressive offensive lines. Um, definitely would be, if this was the year... 2023 sticking these offensive lines in would be a couple of a couple of offenses that would be well within the the rotation of the weekly teams I talk about. There's only there's only so many good offensive lines, so you know I tend to touch on some offensive lines over and over again because there are some bad offensive lines as well. But these would be two teams I would be constantly talking about if if not every week just depending on their matchups, um, which is kind of surprising because we don't get a, we don't get a lot of points in this wild card matchup. The defenses are both playing pretty pretty incredibly, honestly. Um, I think on a week-to-week basis, the Steelers probably had the, the little bit of the, the edge along the line, but we've got Andrew Whitworth and Kevin Zeitler on the Bengals' side of the line, uh, not for too much longer, sadly. They would both walk in free agency, um, if not after this season, then very soon after for Zeitler. Yeah, 17 for both. Okay, yeah. So one more year of of these guys. And then we kind of just had some plug-and-play people. You know, you, you run through all these names every week, and you kind of forget some people. I had completely forgotten that Jake Fisher was a, was a player in the NFL <laughs> until re-watching these games yeah. uh, recently. Like, oh, yeah, there's there's a name, second-round pick of the, this 2015 season, I think. And Clint Bowling, still still doing well for the Bengals. Um, and then I think he was probably the last piece that was still here a few seasons after that, after the Whitworth and Zeitler leaving. Yeah, I mean, Villanueva was a giant among men. He's always a, a fun guy to watch. Um, until recently, I, he his last season was 2021 with the Ravens. But yeah, you, get, you just gotta love <laughs> someone with that kind of reach on your on your blind side. And yeah, and even even the plays they do get beat, Roethlisberger is a tank, so that kind of helps. <laughs> it helps their sack rate when it's impossible to take the guy down. 2011 through 2015, uh, Dalton's first five years. Top 10 pass block grade for the Cincinnati Bengals haven't sniffed top 10 since. Both quarterbacks still struggled quite a bit in this game. We had cold, wet conditions. You had two defenses with, with a lot of good players. Third matchup of, of a heated rivalry game. You expect it to be sloppy to some degree. It being a cold, uh, driving rain doesn't help. First drive, Roethlisberger finds Darius Hayward Bay open at the sticks drop. Uh, this is a interesting 
Steelers offense here. Uh, D'Angelo Williams also out. D'Angelo, uh, the People's League winner, Williams. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, so down to Fitzgerald Toussaint, who is fine, but like you got him and then and Antonio Brown. You have a situation where even with AJ McCarron and Andy Dalton talking in his ear all half, you got the Steelers only up six zero. Now, as you're rewatching the broadcast and, and and seeing them hang around and seeing Phil Sims and Jim Nance constantly reference that the Steelers are six seed and they were also six seed when they beat the Bengals in '05 <laughs> and went and won a Super Bowl. You know, uh, well, I think they yeah. brought it up after every commercial break. Actually, <laughs> the lo- just the to long- let you know, they are the six seed again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's 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 what's so killer about watching rewatching these games from a point of fandom and you're like maybe they didn't <laughs> maybe they didn't lose <laughs> maybe i'm not remembering remembering this game that well after all uh, yeah and just the constant well you know when they just just like this uh, when martavis bryant catches that ball and they're like well when they were the sixth seed in the Super Bowl, San Antonio Holmes had a, a oh. remarkable catch, a lot like that. Like, it did Holmes, remind me of that, oh, though. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> it was painful. It's, it's, no, a... it's no less torturous, though. <laughs> the Nazi crew actually got really brutal with it at some points in a way that did a great representation of the game. They talk about how Dalton had his cast off. Hmm, maybe he could be back next week. A little hopium there for you. Yeah. There. A little bit, at least. They did. Yeah, they kept showing him too. Like, wow, he looks, he looks pretty good over there. Like he's supposed to be sickly or something from his, <laughs> from his injured thumb. <laughs> you got. You rewatch these games. You got to have. Got to have sound on everyone. Got to have sound on. Oh yeah, they have to. You got to. No matter how how sad, if you're on the wrong end or the right end, it, it's a nice reminder of. It's also like a, a point in time reference. You know, it's like. 2015 doesn't really seem that far away, but the broadcast was a little different. And I mean, some of the play calls were a little different too. doesn't really have anything to do with Andy Dalton or the broadcast, but <laughs> yeah, there's just there. I mean, Marvin Lewis was always kind of, and Hugh Jackson, both of them were both kind of conservative in their times to a fault. And then you see some of these punts where they're like, they're already playing from behind. They have, a backup quarterback against the Pittsburgh Steelers and they're like punting from the 50 on like fourth and one. And yeah. <laughs> you're like, Oh man, they would be reamed. I don't remember if they were reamed or not. Then Twitter in 2015 seems like a, a lifetime ago, but <laughs> at least in the living room, I was watching it. And then <laughs> we weren't too, too stoked about it. I actually, I, I enjoy these broadcasts so much more on reappraisal Dalton, not in a cast way he was coaching up A.J. McCarron between drives in the sideline here. Again, yeah, they get the Martavis catch to go up 15-0 in the third. Uh, Ryan Shazier in a hit, I think now will be flagged. Um, would was legal hit at the time. Knocks out Gio Bernard, helmet to helmet. On top of that challenge, you find out it's also a fumble. Steelers get the ball back, 15-0. Oh, it was... It was it was bedlam. That was the <laughs> that was easily the end of the game. There was no there was no more hope left in the household. <laughs> we were certain it was over. And oddly oddly enough, as 
the Bengals are already down 15 to nothing here. Got pretty lucky on the fumble that very clearly had a concussion. I mean, he looks completely unconscious, but his, his legs get tangled in Ryan Shea's ears, which would have been a, a fumble six, which would have been 22 to nothing, and then yeah. absolutely over. But yeah, we're, we were all pretty certain at that time that the, the game was far, far over. There was no coming back from this 15 to nothing deficit. And then the Bengals at the end of the third quarter with a, a brutal hit of their own via, of course, uh, but Vontae's perfect landing on Ben Roethlisberger, uh, really, really getting as much of that Vontae's perfect weight as he could on Roethlisberger's throwing shoulder. Nowadays, that's 15 yards easy. Uh, right. Back then, that was a legal hit. And uh, just in 2015, the, the Steelers and Bengals really do a good job of illustrating what the, what future penalties will look like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, but Landry Jones is in, and there's the 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 Bengals window back. AJ McCarron starts to he's been on some big stages. Yeah, his teammates are saying it to the camera for the I think the NFL Films crew. Yellows it to AJ Green, picks up a big 40 yard pass interference penalty. The, the defense is shutting down Landry Jones. Uh, and then two minutes left, A.J. McCarron moves the ball across midfield on a nice throw to Marvin Jones. And then on fourth and one, the blitz and the open space and the slant hits Marvin Jones again to keep the drive rolling. Uh, you're basically... And then, and then once in two-minute territory, you have McCarron saying A.J.'s back there somewhere again. Touchdown. Bengals up 16-15 but you have the two-point conversion. Maybe you can be up by three. What, what's your roller coaster of emotions here as A.J. McCarron throws a, a backwards pass to behind Jeremy Hill in the backfield? <laughs> yeah. Like, is this, what, is this what we came up with? We've, we haven't been thinking about what, <laughs> what we'll need to do if we score a touchdown this whole time. You, I mean, you're, you're outlining these last couple of drives. Like, all right, just throw it. Marvin Jones and AJ Green, something good might happen, or we'll just lose by 15 points. Like just, just get it to our guys here at some point. Um, yeah, backwards pass to Jeremy Hill, probably the slowest skill position player on the team at this point, besides maybe Tyler Eifert. I don't know. Let's get him in space, I guess, <laughs> from the two, from the three yard line. Yeah, not the not the greatest. Yeah, and Eifert, I think, had 13 touchdowns that year. Like, give Eifert a chance, give AJ yeah. Green a chance, or give Marvin Jones. It's pretty- Eifert led the led the league at one point. I don't know if he finished the season on top, but I think back in the Week 14 game, he had he'd already he already had 11 touchdowns. I think so. He was leading the league at that point. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a, I think I was use a PFF honorable mention All Pro that season too. So okay. big year for the Bengals skill position players. Um, yeah. In a wide open AFC, what could have been, um, but it, I guess it could have been even worse because I don't think that throw was supposed to be backwards. I think in the event that. Jeremy Hill didn't reach behind him in the driving rain and secure that pass. That hits the ground and goes the other way. Next thing you know, Steelers are up 17-16 on the two-point conversion. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Literally a roller coaster. Yeah. It, just, it never stopped. <laughs> nope, never stops. Bengals get – well, I wouldn't call it another break. Uh, it was more perfect making a break on the ball. I guess it is kind of a break that's Landry Jones throwing it, but interception in Pittsburgh territory, up one, under two minutes left, runs into the wrong tunnel with his fellow Bengals as if you know, as, as if that's uh, all folks. I think that also would have been a penalty, <laughs> come to think of it. I don't know if you're allowed to leave the field. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And he came back without <laughs> his helmet on, which... Uh, oh, he, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if he, but maybe he went. He maybe he was in the locker room by the time he took the helmet off, and so then you can come back out without your helmet on. Uh, <laughs> 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 it, it was different. Yeah, I don't know if it's a penalty now, but it was, it was a different time back then. And I'm going to guess you had a hunch that that was a, a bad thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> just just right. just for the vibes just for the jinx i don't yeah. know or maybe yeah. you were like yeah it's over where, where, where were you at no i mean i don't know if i was blaming my trepidation necessarily on the fact that perfect ran into the tunnel but i feel like i would have felt a lot better if in some bizarro world he just put the ball down and went and sat on the bench <laughs> I feel like I'd have been like, oh, we do have this wrapped up. Look, even even Perfect knows that this game's over. And I don't know. Yeah, I think I think saying that it was a sign of things to come is probably the best way to put it. And you're like, mm, please stop. <laughs> it feels like something. I'm Something's in the air. It's not confetti. <laughs> you do before everything goes horribly wrong, right? It, it, <laughs> right. It, yeah, that's like a fame if. Famous last words words were in action. That would be, that would be in the dictionary. I think. Yeah, and it'd be one thing maybe if you're the Steelers, but you're the Bengals, so you, something yeah, is begging right. to go wrong against the Steelers. Act, act like you've been here before, even though you've never been here before. Yeah, <laughs> or you haven't been here in the last thirty five years, maybe. Yeah, perfect. And well, Pac-Man Jones, they made a lot of plays this day. But the ones that will haunt them come in a couple of drives here after Bengals get the ball back. Jeremy Hill fumbles. Had two hands in the ball. Uh, maybe not high and tight enough, but it's a wet day. Ball gets ripped yeah. out. And, yeah, he was steaming on the sideline. Had a feel, had a feel for the guy. 
no one next to him either. They just kind of let him, you know, I think different teams handle it different ways, but it was kind of just like gutterly sad to see him stand there all on his own, just processing that he may have lost the game. But I mean, there's only 40 seconds left on the clock. So what could possibly happen? Yeah, they actually get into a fourth down there. You know, they've, they've been playing good defense all game, but Steelers able to get Antonio Brown out of the slot, just does Antonio Brown things, gets open on Leon Hall, who, along with, uh, I feel like Geno Atkins, is like two keys to the, the Bengals being this good team on the budget they have in that part of the 2010s. Leon Hall and Geno Atkins at these positions where there's like a market and efficiency interior disruptor, both first both pass and run with Atkins and slot corner with Leon Hall. And and Leon Hall, I think that season was graded amongst slot corners just behind um, Chris Harris and Tyron Matthew. And Atkins was just behind the guys that got all the love, JJ Watt and uh, Aaron Donald. But those two Atkins and Hall were like didn't get as much love didn't get as much pay but were really good at a position that became started to become valued more and the Bengals were able to get him under uh, Mike Brown's uh, budget as a result I suppose oh this was this was really Gino at the height of his powers too um at the, as a Bengals fan like we had had defensive decent defensive linemen throughout the years but they played for such horrible teams. It really didn't matter. <laughs> it's like uh, big daddy Wilkerson, like how throughout the nineties, like that's great. He was great, great defensive lineman, but that means nothing. We're still winning three games a season, but yeah, this is a year for Gino. Like just what you're talking about. He, he had 85 pressures as an interior defensive lineman. That's those are Aaron Donald type numbers. Um, JJ Watt had 94. So he, that, that was, did you say that this is his, or one of his many defensive player of the years for Watt, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah, that that, ha- that would have to be in the, the Watt reign. You know, when J.J. Watt's out there, I don't think anyone else is going to win the award. But, I mean, yeah, having having an interior lineman that could possibly win defensive player of the year, that's unheard of in Cincinnati. I mean, it's unheard of in almost any city, but I had never experienced such a terror up the middle like that in my fandom. It was very fun to watch. And then, yeah, Leon Hall. Um one of these seasons, I don't think it, it, w- it wouldn't have been 2015, but the secondary led the league in interceptions. One of these, one of these teens, one of these, or one of these aughts, somewhere in between the 2005 and 2015 year. So that was obviously fun to watch. And having that kind of game breaking defender on your team kind of gives you a little backdrop when you have, when you're leaning on your offense so often, you know, have someone that can get in there like Atkins or Hall and destroy the game is fun. It's like a little cherry on top. I mean, low-key, loaded unit. Atkins, before J.J. Watt came in in 2012, and then Aaron Donald shortly thereafter, Atkins was that dude. In 2012, actually, when Watt was, I think Atkins ranked just ahead of Watt, PFF's top interior defender. In 2011, uh, Geno Atkins top pass rush grade among interior defenders two spots ahead of justin smith oh yeah would have been what, that, was, that was terrible oh as a oh <laughs> man <laughs> imagine if they kept him around oh can you imagine uh instead of the the 49ers who feel like they've had 
this defensive line for <laughs> the last 25 years. Yep. Just let them, just let them walk. Bengals, the Bengals were known to do that in this um, century. <laughs> in, this, in this forever. What, what hurt worse, a Smith walking in the late aughts or uh, Andrew Whitworth walking uh, in the late 2010s? Oh, that's a tough one, honestly. I was going to just jump and say Whitworth because I just appreciate offensive line play so much. But he was, I mean, to give him a little bit of props, he was kind of getting up there in age. I don't think he was that. Uh, who knew that he was going to play at his level until 42? So he would yeah. have been. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's th- 35 years old. Thirty. He's 36, I think. I'm trying to math. So he's like 36 years old when he leaves. So it hurt, but I guess that makes more sense. Justin Smith was like 26 or something, if I remember right. Oh, so yeah. So that was probably the, the, less, <laughs> the less sensible one. Maybe Whitworth hurt more and maybe i was starting to understand football better at that time than when justin smith left but they both suck <laughs> tough to predict someone playing at elite level into their right up to like 40 is <laughs> right that's yeah you know, tough to expect i think that. i think if if you're gonna lose that bet then that's one you can kind of shrug your shoulders like those are pretty long odds that he's going to be 41 and still awesome or 40 years old and still awesome so that one's okay. The Bengals have let a lot of talent walk over the years. I think they've been better about it recently, as in 2023. I don't remember 2015 too well. I guess they were locking some people up. But yeah, earlier in the, especially through the terrible 90s and very early 2000s, they were resigning a lot of people. They were kind of notorious for it. But with Whitworth, at least, at least I understand. I still don't like it, but I get it. Fourth quarter here. You go from good times to bad times real quick. Uh, win probability following the A.J. Green touchdown uh, for the Steelers was 28%. Following the perfect interception, 4%. Even after Hill fumbles, Steelers only at 20% win probability. Then Ben Roethlisberger comes from the locker room back into the game. Um, they get the fourth down with Antonio Brown beating Leon Hall out of they run like a rub with uh, Heath Miller and Antonio Brown, and that's just a tough position to be in. We've got about 20 seconds left. Antonio Brown has a pass come toward him that he has no chance of catching, and regardless of whether he had a chance of catching, the, what happens next is not great. Perfect puts the shoulder down on the helmet, and Joey Porter comes out. Kind of gets into it with the Bengals players. Beckman Jones puts his hands on Joey Porter. And what results is two 15-yard penalties. It's brutal. It's a, <laughs> a eulogy on the entire season. Just wrapped up in the, the stupidest play in the history of the Bengals franchise. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, and what can you do? At, at the time, and maybe maybe just a little bit, even looking back now, it was like, why the hell is Joey Porter on the field right now? Or, oh, yeah. For, for the viewers, Joey Porter is a coach at this point. And yeah. Joey Porter yeah, 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 Sr. Yeah. is a coach. Yeah, right, right, right. We should we should make the, that clear. For the listeners. <laughs> yeah, he's not, <laughs> he's not in a jersey. That would, that would change everything if he was just 
I don't know, lined up on offense for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the perfect hit is clearly a penalty. Um, can Adam Jones push an assistant coach? No, he probably probably shouldn't be doing that. Why is Joey Porter in the yep. in the in the middle of the of a football field uh, seconds after the? Well, I guess they were. I mean, they were checking on they were checking on Antonio Brown. He didn't look like he was doing so well after that blatantly illegal hit. But Joey Porter, what was was he? It seemed like he was face to face with a bunch of guys who in Bengals jerseys who weren't Antonio Brown. That's right. a little fishy, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, that's a uh, weird way. Bengals playing that. <laughs> that's Bengals a weird way to check wonder. on someone by getting in a, a fight with someone else <laughs> ten feet away. I think surprise. I'm a fan of one of these teams, but it seems like we should have maybe flagged the the sideline of the Steelers, and this should have just been a 15 yard penalty. Who could say? Steelers are in a position for a chip shot. It just seemed like Porter uh, put some great bait out there oh right yeah yeah and got and you, the i mean you noticed the flinch. Went, yeah i mean he went straight to pac-man he wasn't <laughs> he, oh. didn't, he didn't walk up to geno atkins and start mouthing at him he went he went to a guy that goes by pac-man yeah a guy <laughs> a guy who's gotten to a lot of alter like uh yeah documented uh history of altercations various uh businesses um businesses <laughs> and joey porter seems to find that guy joey porter not uh i imagine he's like a yeah linebackers coach um yeah the offense is on be. the field porter porter gets the steelers an extra 15 yards to make it a chip shot at that point you know he, he couldn't stop torturing you or he, he thought it was over right uh, he, he thought he's done torturing you once he took the jersey off for a headset with, but no. with a headset yeah exactly yeah <laughs> He's still costing us 15 yards. He did it for I don't even know how long, 14 years. He he played. He had a, a nice long career. Stay on the sideline. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let us have a chance. Uh, yeah. So it was. It did seem like a winnable AFC that year for the Bengals. But instead, you have whatever that was. Steelers in Cincinnati. Jim Nance at the end of this one says, uh, "The drought does not end on a rain-soaked night." A oh, vicious, that's such a good line. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> a vicious, violent game it was. And then with Phil Sims is talking about how it all Pac-Man Jones and 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 Burfecht made all these great plays. It all means nothing because of those two flags. And it, they're just going full end of Blade Runner there. Like this game was just just <laughs> the season just it was just tears and rain. Yeah. Pointless season even. <laughs> two two flag don't even come out next year. Take a year off, Cincinnati. Yeah. You got two flags at the end of this game. A really good team, top to bottom. And then you got the Dalton inches his thumb week 15. And the top-rated quarterback in the AFC is gone. And may, maybe you got him. Maybe you get him back the following week against the Patriots. Like, I'd say, you know, they down the stretch, that was a, that was a down Patriots team relative to other years. And you might have gotten Dalton back. But – Two 15-yard penalties in a row and a fumble with the with the ball just before that, and it's just tears and rain, man. <sighs> just tears and rain. <laughs> pointless, pointless season. Yeah. So. Just a wet, a wet drought. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
How so? Compare that to uh, the next time. Compare that to the next time y'all are in the playoffs. Or does that 2021 run make make you more able to stomach being without uh, Burrow down the stretch this season, it, knowing that little... your last playoff game wasn't uh, that 20, this 2015 game we just went through? Yeah, it's a little it's a little more palpable. This wasn't like the the final salvation season. I mean, in 2020, the 2023 season is not the final salvation season where we're like, oh, finally we get to have a team in the playoffs again after eight years. <laughs> so having the 2021 run and having a bit of a run in 2022 was nice. Um, we didn't look, the Bengals didn't look that strong in 2023 as it was. I'm just going to talk about it in past tense. You know what's funny though? is A.J. McCarron's on this team. And I didn't realize that until today. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. he's, he's backing up Jake Browning. I don't even know if he's on the active roster. I mean, I'm sure he's on the active roster now after the the season-ending injury. But if we get some A.J. McCarron snaps in a Bengals uniform in 2023, I'm going to be so here for it. <laughs> this guy <laughs> led fourth-quarter comeback drive in the playoffs. Right. And it was even – it was wet, too, you know? So – what if he gets a couple of drag games under his belt with eight more years of um, starting experience? I think he started maybe a little bit for the Texans. <laughs> Where has he been, actually? <laughs> how, how, how friggin' sick will you be if AJ McCarron actually plays maybe even better than he did in 2015 down the stretch and you get Bengals Steelers first round? How sick will you be? <laughs> I'll never watch another snap. I'm done. I'm out. This has been another episode of Remember That Game. Please rate, review, subscribe, and check out more episodes. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.